Okay, praise God. The spirit of happiness in here today. Spirit of joy, praise God. That's the way it ought to be when we come to church, amen? Hallelujah. And some of you, most of you, were not here back in the early days when we first began 23 years ago. She was. <laughs> and uh, this started out as a Bible school. And uh, back many years ago, uh, the Lord impressed upon me to begin a Bible school. And uh, we didn't have a place to house the students. They were already registered and ready to come in. And we were about two weeks away from them arriving, still didn't have a building. And uh, one morning, I got up on a Saturday morning and was going to ride my motorcycle. And I came by here. This was a Baptist church. I'd never met the pastor, but I was told they built this building the same time we built our Jerry Savelle Ministries headquarters around the corner. And um, as I was driving by, the Lord spoke to me and said, there's the building I've prepared for you. And so um, I went ahead and did my ride, got back, and I was supposed to leave for, uh, I think, uh, Philadelphia the next morning. No, New York City. And um, so I called Joe and I said, Joe, uh, the Lord just told me that this was our building that he'd prepared for us. Go talk to the pastor and see what's going on there. So he did. And uh, he told him what the, what the Lord had said to me. And the pastor said to him, well, that's pretty amazing because Friday night I had a special meeting for the church to announce to them that we had been given another piece of property and I wasn't sure where God wanted us to be. So I just told the church, let's pray and whichever property sells, then we'll know we're supposed to be at the other property. And, he's, and he said, that was Friday night, Saturday morning, I come riding by here. He hadn't even put up a sign yet, hadn't even went to the you know, realtor to list it yet. And uh, he said, well, Brother Savelle passed by here and the Lord said, this is the building he's prepared for him. And he asked him what he wanted for it. He told him. And so I told Joe to tell him we'll pay cash. Didn't have $25 in the bank to pay <laughs> cash for a building. But what's new, <laughs> you know? Amen. And uh, I said, tell him we'll pay cash. And the day we had signed for the closing, we had two major gifts given to the ministry. And it matched what they were asking for this building, praise God. And we had 10 acres here along with the building. Then the Lord said, buy up all the land you can get your hands on. So we started buying up all the land around here and wound up with 80 acres out here around this church. And um, so uh, sometime later, uh, we really hadn't, hadn't planned on starting a church. It was a Bible school. And uh, people were coming in from all over America and several different countries as well. We had Bible school in here, first and second years. And uh, I would teach when I was here. Uh, I'd spend an hour in the first year class and three hours in the second year class. Then I'd get on my plane and fly somewhere, come back and be in the service the next morning. Most of the students didn't even know I'd left town. That's what airplanes are for, praise God. And uh, I couldn't have done that at DFW. You know, I'd have, I wouldn't have been able to get home in time to be in the class the next morning. And so uh, sometime later, I was in South Africa doing a conference. And when I came home, Carolyn said, I had a visitation from the Lord while you were gone. And he told me that we were to start a church in the building that we're using for the Bible school. And he said, the Lord said to me, there are a lot of hurting people beyond these walls. Love them for me. And so that's how it all began. It's from a, an appearance of the Lord that Carolyn had. And then later the Lord said to me, your assignment is to provide people a place to hear the uncompromising word so that they can hear it consistently. And as a result, their faith will grow. So let me ask you this. How many of you have been loved through this ministry? And how many of you have heard the uncompromising word and your faith has grown? If so, give the Lord a good shout, praise God. So that means we are fulfilling our assignment, hallelujah. 
And we're not done yet, praise God. 23 years, we're just getting started good, amen. So God has done some wonderful things with HFCC here in the past 23 years. And as I said already, this church has been a source of help and encouragement to a multitude of people uh, since its conception. And I believe it will continue to fulfill that vision and many more are coming in as we continue to build. As you know, this, this area here has grown leaps and bounds. There was nothing out here when we was, when Carol and I first moved out here, when we established our ministry headquarters here, there was nothing out here. And uh, as you know, everything is growing and there's houses being built all over the place. We've sold uh, most of the property except where the church and youth center exists so that we can put that into the new church campus and pay cash as we do it. And uh, it was a wise investment. You know, we paid years ago uh, $40,000 for one piece of property and we got $1.5 million for it to put into the new church project, praise God. I'd call that a good investment. How about you? Amen. And so uh, we, we, are, we are planning to rise and build. And the reason we're going to rise and build, it's about the harvest. Everybody shout, it's about the harvest. There are new people coming in all the time. In fact, as you well know, I'm the founding pastor. Uh, Justin and Annette uh, are senior pastors here. If it wasn't for them, praise God, uh, it'd be very hard for me to pastor this church and travel as I have been assigned to do. So we thank God for our pastors, don't we? Praise God. Amen. Even though I'm the worst attending member here, I'm still representing the apostolic authority. Praise God. And don't you forget it. Amen. So it's been a good 23 years, but the best is yet to come. Look at somebody and tell them the best is yet to come. And we want to thank all of you for your faithfulness. Faithfulness to Carolyn and I, faithfulness to Justin and Annette and all the pastoral staff, ministry staff. We are so grateful for your faithfulness and your support. And we encourage you to continue to do so because there's so much more that has to be done and we simply cannot do it by ourselves. I believe that God is the reason why we exist here because of what he said to us. And, and what God begins, he finishes. Amen. We're, going to, we're going to complete and fulfill the vision that he's given us. Amen. So uh, even though we haven't had a meeting recently about the progress that we're experiencing now along with the plans for the new church and the building and so forth, but we'll have that meeting uh, before long. I, I like to call it giving you a ministry address, okay? Uh, and, and we'll talk about those things at a later time. Even though we should always be grateful for the past, but the Bible tells us that we don't, and I'm paraphrasing, we don't need to camp out there because there's always something God has in the future. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah uh, that, that behold, I will do a new thing. And God is endeavoring to do a new thing with heritage of faith. He says, and shall you not know it? And uh, so we know that we have an assignment and uh, we're going to keep moving forward. And once again, we we're grateful for the past. I thank God for everything that he's done here uh, through the ministry and with all of you and how that your life is, is better for attending here and being a part of this church. And uh, I just want to encourage you. Stay faithful to where God plants you. Fourteen amens. I think I deserve a little better amen there. Amen. Stay faithful to where God has planted you because where God plants you, that's where you flourish. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, the book of Philippians, uh, Paul writing to the church at Philippi, he says in chapter three that that uh, even though he talks about a little bit about the past, but he says, I'm forgetting the past. And my assignment is to reach 
forth unto those things which are before. So that tells me that there's always something that lies ahead, that we are to endeavor to reach forth under those things which are before. The message translation says, I've got my eyes on the goal. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got my eyes on the goal. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Now that's, that's our, our, our uh, uh, word from the Lord for the church, but it's also a word for you individually. Keep your eyes on the goal that God has given you, the dream that God has given you, the vision that God has given you. Be off and running and determine that you're not going to turn back. So even though the Apostle Paul experienced uh, much from God in his past, but he's saying, I believe there is so much more that he has in store. And I believe that this is true right here at Heritage of Faith. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, you all know it. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. The message translation says, I have it all planned out, plans to give you the future that you hope for. I have hope for the future for this church. I have hope for the future for my life and ministry uh, as well. But they, God has given us plans for the future. And he says uh, that I will give you an expected end, or as other translation says, the future that you hope for. Does anybody have hope for your future? Yes. Is anybody with us having hope for the future of heritage of faith? Yes. Amen. So we want to stay in faith and not become distracted and just stay focused and keep moving forward. The, ample, uh, the message translation adds this. I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I think we ought to praise God right there. God promises that we will not be disappointed. Can you say amen? <clears throat> he will not disappoint us. That's why I'm confident that the vision that God has given us will be fulfilled. Now, I don't know where all the money is going to come from to build this new church campus, but I do know this. God has never let me down in 54 years of ministry, and he's not about to begin now. Amen? Amen. Most of the time, uh, in fact, all the time, I'll correct that, all the time, I didn't know where the money was coming from. Amen. But, God. but God. I said, but God. but God. He's been faithful all these years. He's never failed us. He's never disappointed us, and he's not going to begin now. Can you say amen? Now, I do know this. This is a giving church. <clears throat> Not only are you givers, but this church tithes off of all of its income. We support, we support other ministries every month. Uh, we have designated certain funds to, to various ministries, and we keep adding to that. <clears throat> and uh, we also help people in need. And so we are a giving church. And the, and the Bible tells us that if we give, it shall be given unto us. Amen. In fact, Jesus said, whatever you do for his sake or the gospels, it shall be returned unto you in this time a hundredfold. Amen. So I'm not concerned about where all the money's coming from. I just know that I know that God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie. And when we need it, it'll be here. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Can you give the Lord a good shout? Amen. Amen. So we just want to stay focused on the fact that God is faithful, his word is true, and we have promises that we are entitled to because we are a giving ministry, a giving church. Somebody shout, he's faithful, he's faithful. and he will not disappoint us. Amen. Paul also tells us in Philippians chapter one, verse six, be, being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. How many of you would agree that God has begun a good work here? Yes. You know, prior to this, there was not a major Word of Faith church in Crowley where people could consistently hear the Word of Faith and uh, everybody stands behind this pulpit, preaches the Word of Faith. Yes. Amen. So God began a good work here and he's going to perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. The message translation says, there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work 
would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish. That's where we're headed, a flourishing finish. Can everybody lift their hands and thank God for a flourishing finish? That's what I'm expecting, praise God, a flourishing finish. I'm not expecting that we just barely get by. Flourishing means to prosper. It means to increase. And uh, that's, that's what God has promised, a flourishing finish. God has blessed us over the last 23 years, and he will continue to do so. And I'm saying it once again, the best is yet to come. We're getting ready for the new thing that God has arranged. Amen. Isaiah 43, 19 says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall uh, spring forth. The message translation says, be alert. I'm about to do something brand new. We're going beyond where we are right now. Thank God for where we are, but we're going beyond where we are right now. Great things are on the horizon. And so let me encourage everyone to just stay in faith with us. And just as the book of Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, however you want to say it, says in chapter two and verse three, the vision shall speak. The vision shall speak. Right now, if you drive over there where we're building the new church campus, you'll see a vacant lot other than the three buildings that two of them are already built. They've poured the slab for the third one, which will be the church uh, storage unit. And uh, so beyond that is just pasture land. But when you drive by there, take a good look through the eye of faith and the vision will speak. Hallelujah. It'll say, I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to be here before you know it. And then one day you're going to be sitting in it and the vision will say, didn't I tell you? (laughs) Amen. So the vision shall speak, praise God. It shall surely come. The message translation says, it's on its way. It will be here right on time. Everybody say, it'll be right on time. So my confidence is in the God who makes things happen. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I believe Heritage of Faith Christian Center is part of the church that Jesus is building for these last days. And we can rest assured that Satan will not be able to accomplish or he will not keep us from accomplishing what we've set out to do. We will rise and build. Say it with me. We will will. rise and build. And And then look at somebody and tell them, because it's about the harvest. harvest. When Nehemiah told the people of his day that this was what God wanted them to do, the Bible says in chapter two, verse 18, Nehemiah 2, 18, so they strengthened their hands for this good work. They strengthened their hands for this good work. And they responded by saying, from the message translation, we're with you, Nehemiah. Let's get started. And they rolled up their sleeves, ready to go to work. Hallelujah. So I believe that's what's going to happen with this congregation. They're going to say, we're with you, Brother Jerry. We're with you with Pastor Justin. We're, we're ready to roll up our sleeves and get the job done. Amen. Obviously, we can't do it <clears throat> alone, but together, nothing is impossible with us. Amen. Amen. So with, with that in mind, I want you to say again, we will rise and build. We will rise and build. Because, we all because we can do all things through Christ, through Christ. who infuses, who infuses his, power his power and ability, and ability within, us. within us and give him a good shout of praise. <clears throat> Amen. So what I'm hearing the spirit of God say is go forward. Go forward. Continue to go forward. Once again, why? Because it's about the harvest. Multitudes are waiting to hear what you and I already know. Multitudes need to see the goodness of God in our lives so they'll be attracted to the God that we serve. I I want to pray over all of you in closing, and Pastor Justin's going to come and finish out the, the, the service this morning. But I want to pray over all of you according to Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 20. So lift your hands right now as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, according to Proverbs 28, 20, your word says the faithful shall flourish. 
they shall abound with blessings. So in Jesus' name, I speak this over every member of Heritage of Faith that they will flourish. They will abound with blessings. This is going to be uh, the closing of this year, the finest last three months of the year. And going into the 2024, it is going to be a time of progression, a time of, 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 of experiencing their greatest expectations being fulfilled. I pray that over each and every one of them in the name of Jesus. If you receive it, shout amen. amen. Now, one more thing I'm assigned to do. Every businessman and woman, please stand right now. If you are businessman and woman or woman, stand to your feet. The Lord's instructed me to say this to you, that increase is in your future. Greater business is in your future. New clients are in your future. God is going to take what you are doing and he's going to take it to another level. And he said, decree over them right now that from this day forth, they are ministers of finance. Ministers of finance. Even though most of you are not in the five-fold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, but there is a ministry of finance, and that is vitally important to fulfilling what God has called every ministry on this planet to accomplish. We can't do it without ministers of finance. So I call you, I decree over you, ministers of finance. You're going to increase business-wise so that every need in your business and in your family is met and more than enough left over so that you can be a vital part of the vision of your church. Most of you will call Heritage to Faith your home. This is where you belong. This is where God has planted you. And you're going to be instrumental in helping us fulfill this vision because as of right now, you are now ministers of finance. Give the Lord a good shout of praise. Amen. Come on, Pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> so like early in the week, he said, we're going to tag team on Sunday. And then we talked like eight o'clock last night. And he said, but first I was going first and then him. And then he was like, uh, I'm going to go first and then you. I'm like, oh, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> but it's so, it's so true. They have to understand that God connects the, your destiny to different segments throughout your life. You know, if this is where God's called you, this is a part of your destiny and your future. I, I looked at how God had brought me here from Maryland in 1999. Even before that, coming up November 7th, 25 years ago, I actually had the opportunity to drive Dr. Savell from a wedding, uh, a wedding, um, a, a wedding, uh, um, what do you call it? A party after, after party back to his hotel. And he was preaching the next day and I got the opportunity to pick him up. And I just think about in my mind at that time, coming to Crowley, Texas was not in my thinking. Amen. It was not in my thought process that, that, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I drove him to, to, to the church on that Sunday morning. And I just, you know what, you know what'd be a good idea? I think Dr. Savell is going to start a church in 2000 and I'm going to pastor it one day. That was, that was not in my thinking. <laughs> it wasn't even his thinking either in 1998. In 1998. And, and, so, and so for me, it was like, even when I came to visit in January of 1999, just to come visit the Bible school and, and just see some friends of mine. And, and while I was here on that Wednesday, the presence of God came into that room and, and spoke to me and said that you will be here for the majority of the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I still don't know what the majority of the rest of your life means. <clears throat> But, but even when that, I had that, that, that personal word to direct me, it was God directing me in my destiny. Not only that, but that, that same night, Wednesday night, my church back home in Maryland, there was a lady that was ministering that, and she goes, I, 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 the, the, she goes the presence of God came on me this afternoon, and I had to write this down. I had to write this down because it's for Justin, and I know Justin's not here. 
So the, I, get, I get the cassette tape later. And this is what she says. She said, she goes, she goes, Justin, she goes, you weren't from a Levitical priesthood. And she explained that what that meant, because if you were part of a, you know, the priesthood of Aaron or whatever, then, then out of that, that's, that's what you did. He goes, but, and she goes, but Justin, you weren't born into a priestly family. My parents are Christians, but not necessarily ministry, as you would say, fivefold ministry. And, and it was in that she began to say that God is going to graft you in to a ministry family and you will carry on legacy. So that was January of 1999. I, and they still probably even heard that story. Have you heard that story? Never. Never told them that story. This is the first time they're hearing that. And so, so it, was like, it was like, well, God, how do you do that? And he said, he goes, I have the ability to take you to your destiny step by step. You know, I mean, he preached like half my message already, but, <laughs> but, but, but the point is, is in, in, in Philippians chapter one, it says, it says that I pray for you. I thank you. He said for the fellowship of the gospel, for the fellowship. he goes, he goes, I thank you. And then he goes on and, and he, and he talks about, let, let me, let's read it in, in Philippians one. He goes, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And then he says, always every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel. So really take, he kind of explains something about prayer. He says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And then, and then you could say this, for your fellowship in the gospel. So what was this fellowship in the gospel? It was this connection that they had with Paul. Paul established the church of Philippi and Paul says to the church of Philippi, you have this fellowship of the gospel. What does that mean? The fellowship of the gospel, meaning we have the, we, we, we have the, we are worshiping the same thing. We're doing the same work and we're fulfilling God's will. And then it says this, it says for the fellowship of the gospel from the first day until now. That's when you started, but until now, the plan and purpose hasn't changed. The assignment hasn't changed. Now, you began, like Dr. Dell said, but there's new things. There's new things. And then it goes in and it says that he that began a good work will complete it up until the day of Christ. He that began. He that began. This, the ministry of this house began in February 11th of 1969. That's when, that's when the, the destiny of this ministry was, began. And we are a branch of Jerryville Ministries. And this part of that vision, obedi by obedience to the voice of the Lord, was established. First service was October 8th of 2000. And so it began, but there is a, there is a completion. And, and so for me, if I think about it, it's humbling because I, I realize that, wait a minute, God, when you saw when I was born, you saw me at Heritage of Faith. When I first moved here, I, I, I went to Calvary a couple of times with some friends and the Lord said, I want you to go to EMIC, went to EMIC, I, I served in the youth there and there was a period of time and I, I honestly, I didn't want to leave just because you get tied into just relationships and you're utilizing your gifts and, and different things are happening. So it was like, I was, I was comfortable in that. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit goes, Justin, I, I don't want you to go to EMIC, I want you to go to Heritage of Faith. And it was nothing against Heritage of Faith. I was like, well, I don't really want to go to Heritage of Faith. It's nothing against, it, it was just, this was, because we get comfortable. Yeah. Yes. And finally, after three months of disobedience, the Holy Spirit yelled this at me and said, Justin, for church, it's not about your choice, but it's about your calling. See, finding a church isn't about, well, do you like the music? Do you like this? Do you like that? Well, I don't like that. I, mean, I, don't, like, I, don't, like, I, I don't like what these wears. I don't like this. It doesn't matter when it comes down to are you in his perfect will and are you where God's called you to do. So church is not about a choice. It's about where God's called you to be. If that hurts your feelings, I'm not going to apologize. But 
take it up with Jesus. Ask Jesus where you need to be planted. Because it's about destiny. It's about destiny. It's about purpose. It's about, it's about what he began. He wants to complete in you and through you. And that also has to do, he, no, he was not speaking to individuals here. Although we can use it because it's biblical principle, but he was speaking to the church. Yes. Church of Philippi, he that begun a good work in you will complete it. Church of Philippi, press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And you're going to say, oh, well, pastor, I'm pressing towards my mark, but are you in the right place? Happy anniversary. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but it's about destiny. It's about destiny. It's about purpose. Dr. Phil preached a message in Big Spring last week about, about how God has the ability to connect the dots. He has the ability to connect the dots. And, and just as he was even saying here, as he was talking, all this stuff started coming up in my heart about how God got me to this place. I did not put myself in this position or place. God put me here. And Annette and I are forever grateful for your trust in Annette and I. But it's, it's understanding that we have an assignment as a church family. Yes, you have an assignment on your life. And there's so many amazing people here. I think of Vic and his ministry to, to, to Africa. Looking at Kenny Cable, I, I think of, and, and Terry, and their, their ministry to, to ignite revival in places. And I, you know, I, I think of Kyle and Brittany, and Kyle's in India right now. There's another lady in our church named Dinah Shatanda, and she's from Kenya. And, and yesterday, she left yesterday and is going to minister to 3,000 people for a couple weeks in Kenya. There's just different ministry gifts and all that, but, but ultimately it's, 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 it's about the church doing the work of the ministry to perfect the body. And, but, it's, but it's understanding that we have an assignment. We have an assignment. This, this church wasn't started because they needed something else to do. It was started because God said. Go to Romans chapter 1. and Romans chapter 1. I do want to give honor to my wife, Pastor Annette. I'm so grateful that she encourages me, sticks behind me, Amen. believes in me. Amen. But also, just the little notes that she writes when the Holy Spirit puts on her heart to write different. And she goes, well, I sent about 30 cards today. And I'm like, to who? She's like, well, I woke up thinking about this person and that person. And, and it, that's just our heart. And, and the thing is, is, is we've gone through... As pastors, you can go through challenging times. But the issue is, is people say, is, isn't it hard pastoring? I'm like, well, if you do it in your flesh, yes. But for me, I, have, I still have an amazing love for people. I still have an amazing heart for God. Amen. And I know that I know that I know that Annette and I are where we're supposed to be. Amen. Why? Because I'm part of the dots that God has connected together for this house. He's grafted me in, so to speak. <laughs> in Romans chapter 1, thank you, Father. Verse 8, he goes, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. And what a testimony. We are a heritage of faith. And here he's saying, your faith, Paul's saying, the things that you've learned, he goes, it is a testimony. Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. We're stepping into a time where I believe your faith will be spoken of throughout South Fort Worth and Crowley, Texas. Why? Because we're called here. We, we have an assignment here. That your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. And Paul prayed for the churches, man. Making request, if by some means now at last I may find a way in, mean to come to you, the will of God to come to you. Verse 11, 
For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. That's our heart as a house and, a, and as a heritage of faith is to, is to minister the word in such a way you are established. That word established in some translations translated this, that, that, that you would be strengthened and you would be strong. It actually also means to be empowered with faith. That Paul say, my heart is to come to you that I might impart a gift to you, a spiritual gift to you that you might be empowered with faith. And then he said, then it says this, that is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until, until now that I might have some fruit among you also just as among the other Gentiles. Now listen to this. I am a debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. I'm a debtor. I'm a debtor. The Amplified says it this way. I have an obligation to discharge and a duty to perform and a debt to pay. Has Jesus saved your life? Have you received the gospel? Paul says, because of that, I'm a debtor to the barbarians and to the the Gentiles and to the Jews. I'm a debtor to everyone, meaning meaning there's something that happened in me that that I have a duty performed. I've got an obligation. I've got an obligation. See, this church being founded by Jesus Christ We have an obligation, we have a duty to perform, and we have a debt to pay. Whether we want to understand it or not, because that we weren't sent to a devil's hell and that, we, that, G, that Jesus made a way for us into his eternal kingdom, you know what, whether you realize it or not, you have a debt to pay. And it's not, it's not paying Jesus back for anything, but the thing is, it's like, I don't want someone to go where I should have gone. I have an obligation. I have a duty to perform. I have a debt to pay. And he goes on and he says this. He goes, because of that obligation, he says, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you who are also in Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. I'm telling you, we have to go forward. We have to go into the new things because I'm telling you uh, this about the harvest and about building a building is not just so we can say, hey, we oh, we got it. We got a great new building. No, the purpose is we have an obligation. We have a a duty to perform and a debt to pay. I mean, you look around, there's no room. There's, There's no room for us to add or increase people. Now, if the Lord said, go back to do two service, I would, but he, he told us not to. Right. He said, if you did, there won't be a grace to do it. I said, okay. Right. So we have an obligation to, and that, why? Because, because we cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. It's what reached into you and changed you from the inside out. So therefore, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have an obligation, we have a debt to pay, and we have a duty to perform, and that is bring people Jesus. It's about the harvest. It's about the harvest. It's not about a building. It's not about building a building. It's about the harvest. It's about, it's about destiny. It's about the people's lives that that need to be connected here. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. To honor, how do we honor, and I'll start to close with this, how do we honor this heritage of faith as we go forward into 2024? You know, it said, he that began a good work will perform it. Some says, he that began a good work will complete it. But to get from where you began to where you complete, you have to progress. You have to advance. So from begin to complete is going to take us to advance. Twenty twenty four, be the year of advancing, progressing, advancing, 
and seeing our highest expectation fulfilled. So as we close out this year, 23 years and going to 24, 24 years, that prophetic word isn't just for us as individuals, but it's for us as a church. Yes. 2024, a year of progressing, advancing, and seeing our highest expectation fulfilled. Amen. So how are we going to get from begun to complete? And this is what the, just, I'm just going to give you six things real quick. On this is what caused the New Testament church to explode. Thank you, Father. And this is about honoring heritage of faith. It's a life of faith. Life of faith, yes, it has the ability to bring things into our lives. But ultimately, the faith for our lives is to fulfill the purpose for our lives. If we just look at faith to obtain an object, then we're really not fully understanding why God gave us faith. And so what faith? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So what was the life of faith that the New Testament church had? that caused them to make a mark that couldn't be erased, a mark that is still affecting people today. The first thing was a deep, deep commitment to God. Faith is about having a deep commitment to God. It's about having a passion for God. I encourage you, if you, you wanna grow in your faith and you wanna become and fulfill what God's placed upon your life, go to the Jerry Savelle Correspondence Bible School. And, and just because it, it's this, this, this statement here is in the, in the Bible school, in the first session, Passion for God. If, if we're going to fulfill the assignment as a, as a church and as a believer that's going to walk in this earth and have a call on our lives, it's going to take a deep commitment to God. Amen. What does a deep commitment to God looks like? It's seen in our prayer life. It's seen, it's seen in our worship and it's seen in our praise. Another one is, a New Testament church and a life of faith was they were devoted to the word of God. We will be devoted to the word of God. The word of God is the final authority. The word of God is what we build our lives upon. You know, so often I, I remember hearing, hearing the word preached. And there were some people I'd hear and it was like, you know, oh, that was good. Or that, that kind of engaged me up here, kind of intellect, touching my intellect. But then I can look at messages that I've received from Dr. Savell and brother Copeland and Reinhard Bonnke and, and different ones where it was something that wasn't ministering here, but it was something changing in me. So, so, a. a Honoring a heritage of faith and living a life of faith for a New Testament church is having a deep commitment to God. And that's seen in our prayer, our worship, and our praise. It's having a devotion to the Word of God. The next one, it's having a firm reliance on the Holy Spirit. The next one is faith, honoring heritage of faith is having a strong devotion to one another. Love and unity. It takes faith to love your neighbor. It takes faith to forgive. It takes faith to walk above offense. Also, this love one for another, it also was in, in love and unity, but also was in generosity. And I could preach on each one of these. But as we go forward, these are the things that we need to hold on to. We have an obligation. We have a debt to pay, a duty to perform. And these are the things that we have to hold on to, that we're going to have a deep commitment to the things of God. We're going to be devoted to the word. We're going to have a firm reliance on the Holy Spirit. We're going to have a strong devotion to one another, and that's love and unity and generosity. You just look through the first five books of the book of Acts, and you'll see a lot of these. 
in this last one, is having a compelling desire to see the lost come to Christ. If building a building is about the harvest, that means we, each one of us, need to get a revelation and gain this compelling desire to see the lost come to Christ. Let our faith go beyond something that we're trying to obtain for our lives, but using our faith to reach the lost. Using, using our faith to reach the lost, using, using our business and, and means to, to increase, realizing that I need to increase because this is about the lost. Yes. See, it, it's changing our, our whole identity. And what made the, 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 the identity and this obligation that Paul really had is, is my life is not my own. This New Testament book of Acts was, was really, my life is not my own, just this compelling desire to win the lost. You know, I asked Joseph just to give me some numbers. And in five years, and I believe this is great, in five years as a church, we've, we've, we've seen uh, 3,277 people born again. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and, you know, we've, we've given over a million pounds of food in five years. I mean, I can give you other numbers. And if I, if I had the chance to give you the finance of what we sent to other nations. Why? Because there's a harvest out there that needs, needs Jesus. And we need something to go off on the inside of us to this compelling. Compel, what does compel mean? Meaning you're drawn to it. It's just what you do. It's a part of you. And you just have this overwhelming compassion on the inside of you to say, Everyone I come across needs Jesus. So part of this next year, this obligation to perform is that each one of us will be doing the work of an evangelist. You know, in five years, we've seen 3,277 people. And it's actually more than that, but that's just people that have reported back to us in our different events. But I have in my heart, why can't we do double in one year and that we did in five years? Now, we have 500 members in this church, but we have more that come on a monthly basis that aren't members. And just if you take 500 members that come and say this is their home church, if each of us witness to one person a month for 12 months, we will see 6,000 people brought into the kingdom. Just one person a month where you just step out and follow the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you have this compel. I have an obligation. I have a duty to perform. I have a debt to pay. Let me close with this. Go to uh, 2 Thessalonians. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that what you began, you will complete. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand to your feet. If you can, they'll put it up on the screen. But Because if this, you're like, well, I hear some of what you're saying, Pastor, and that, that's, that's all good, and what I need you to see what our founding pastor shared and what the Holy Spirit is directing me to say, say today. If this is where God's called you at Heritage of Faith, this is now your mandate. Well, you're, well that's the church's calling. Well, wait a minute. Everything I shared, you, shared with you is really the believer of every, it should be the, the calling of every church. <laughs> A deep commitment to God. A, a devotion to the word of God. A reliance upon the Holy Spirit. A deep devotion to, to love one another and it's seen in our unity and in our generosity. And just this compelling desire to share the gospel. Because Paul said, how does he do his duty, his duty, his obligation? 
he preaches the gospel because he said the power of the gospel. Hallelujah. That when the gospel is preached, it's the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also the Greek. In it, in it is the righteousness of God and the just shall live by faith. So we looked at the prayer that Paul prayed in Philippians. We looked at the prayer he prayed in Romans. And let's look at this prayer in Thessalonians chapter two, verse 11. Hallelujah. And this is what I'm believing for 2024, a year of advancing, progressing, and our highest expectation fulfilled. It's about the harvest. Let's look at this. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling. You could say obligation, a duty perform, a debt to pay, an appointment with destiny, assignment upon your life. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this assignment. Can God count you worthy of this assignment? And what a, what an aspiration to know that you're called by God. And I'm talking about behind a pulpit. No. Called as his child. That God will count you worthy of this calling. Now listen to this. And fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. What does that look like? What would God fulfilling all the good pleasure of his goodness look like for you? I don't think, I think you really fully grasp that statement. Paul's prayer is that you would be worthy of this calling and fulfill, fulfill his complete, all the good pleasure of his goodness. What does the fullness, the, the, to fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness look like for us as a church body? His goodness. His goodness is his power. It's his love. It's his presence. It's his glory. To fulfill all the good pleasure. And God wants to do things through you as a believer. And he wants to do things through this church. He's like, I can't wait until, until they start using their faith for kingdom. To fulfill all the good pleasure of goodness. Now listen to this. And the work of faith with power. Wow. This is Paul's prayer to the church of Thessalonica. And his prayer was, Lord, that you would fulfill this calling, that you would fulfill it in all the good pleasure of his will and the work of faith with power. Man, there's power connected to our faith. that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified. So what's the, to be fulfill all the good pleasure of his will and what's the work of faith, of power, what is it for? That the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him. Some translation says that the glory of God would be revealed in you and through you. So why do we need to stand on this prayer? One is realizing you have an assignment. Secondly, you're realizing that it's going to take his goodness to see it done. And third is going to take the work of faith with power. And when those things are in operation, it says that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified in you and through you. Matthew chapter five, six, five tells us this. It tells us that we are the light of the world. It says, a city on a, set on a hill cannot be hidden. And he goes, but he that puts it on a lamppost, it gives light unto all the house. And what does it say? And all that see it will glorify our Father which is in heaven. You see, when we step into our assignment and we understand the obligation we have, then what it does, it causes us for, for us for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be glorified. That's why 
Building a new building is about the harvest. Why? So the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified in you and through you. How about you? But I want that in my life. I want that in the church that I go to. How about you? Hallelujah. I want you to know you're a soul winner. I want you to know that, that when you leave here today, you have an obligation to perform. You have a debt to pay. I want you to know that, 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 that if God has directed you here to this place, jump in, be all in. And you're like, and maybe there's someplace else where you know you're supposed to be. You need to get there. Yeah, revival meetings are great. Extra meetings are great. But the thing is, you have to be planted in a church. Because this is so much more than just us. And the way we're seeing things happening in the, in the world with Israel, continue to pray for Israel, continue to pray for the United States of America and us standing shoulder to shoulder with Israel. Jesus is coming soon. And now more than ever, we need, we need a urgency Jesus said this, he goes, he goes, he had this urgency, he goes, I must be about my father's business. He told his mom and dad at 12 years old, he goes, didn't you know where I'd be? In my father's house. Why? Because there's something in him. I've got, a, I've got an obligation. I've got, I, I've got an assignment. You have an assignment. We have an assignment. Hallelujah. And say, Pastor Justin, I desire to make, to make a statement of faith this morning. And you say, Pastor Justin, I, I want to have this deep, this deep commitment to God. Say, Pastor Justin, I, I want to I go to another level in my devotion with the word. Say, Pastor, I, wanna, I want this newfound reliance on the Holy Spirit in my life. Pastor, I, I want to have this, this new, this, this devotion to, to walk in love and unity and generosity with my brother and sister. And, and yeah, and, and, and yes, yes, Pastor, I, I, I want this compelling desire to see the lost brought to Christ. You say, Pastor Justin, I want that this year. I want that. I want to be a part of, of what God began and what God's completing. I, I want to be a part of that. Say that. I want to be a part of that. If, if you want that, and you're, just lift your hand, both hands. Hallelujah. 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 Your life is so much bigger than you. Your calling on your life is so much bigger than you. The assignment on your life is huge. It's great. And you can't do it without these commitments. And it's, you know what, it's when, when you make a decision, it's not about all of a sudden about you doing it, but it's yielding to the grace to do it. Father, I thank you for heritage of faith. And Lord, we celebrate the 23 years that have taken place. We celebrate the victories. We celebrate how you walked us through difficult times. We're so grateful for the seeds that we got to sow. We're so grateful for the miracles that we've seen. For deaf ears hearing, hearts being restored. We celebrate all that you've done. But we leave here today with this overwhelming responsibility that there's an assignment on our lives. There's an assignment on this church and we need to complete this obligation. If you believe that, just say, I will. I will. Say, thank you, Father, thank you, Father for, the grace for the grace for me, for me to, fulfill to fulfill my assignment and to find my place, find my place. where you called me to be. We thank you for every building needed to come forth now because we have an obligation. 
We have a duty to perform and we have a debt to pay. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a shout of praise if you receive that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.